Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Torah Psych 101, where if you love Torah and you love psychology, this is the podcast you have been waiting for. I am your host, Dr. Jonathan Lassen. Let's get right into it. So as I was about to put this podcast together and bring it live, unfortunately my uh, my mother was Nifteris, so I wasn't able to get it out in time. So I'm going to be going a little bit backwards in the Parshios, but back to Parsha Shemos. Um, it's always fascinating when the Dafyomi correlates with something that's timely, like world events or the weekly Parsha, and this week is certainly no different. And quite coincidentally, the daf that we read on Shabbos was daf uh, Yud Gimel of Mesechus Megillah. And this daf was focusing on Bisya, who is the daughter of Paro, who's mentioned in this week's parsha as a mother to Moshe. And even though Yocheved, we know, was his real mother, we're told that anyone who raises a child, it's as if she gave birth to that child. And Bisya goes down to bathe, which the Mepharshim say was really to get rid of the filth of the idol worshiper of the I, her father's palace. Others say that she actually went down to convert to Judaism by going into the water. It was her way of going to the mikvah. But either way, we're told the Bisya was such a righteous person that she was one of the very few people who was Zoha to enter into Ganadin while she was still alive. Now, last year we discussed the absence of names in the Parsha, and quite notably, we noticed the absence of a very important woman in the Jewish history, and that's the mother of our leader, Moshe Rabbeinu. We know that Sarimenu was not a young woman when she gave birth to Yitzchak, yet her name is featured prominently in the Parsha, and she even has a Parsha that's named after her. Yet Yocheved, who was 130 years old, she gets no recognition for giving birth to Moshe, who is a future leader of Klal Yisrael. So what's going on here? Why do we give so much uh, credence to Sari Menu? She gets the Parsha Chayisar named after her, but Yocheved doesn't really get even her name mentioned. So Rav Yochanan Zweig proposes the idea that there's a fundamental bracious, there's a, I'm sorry, there's a fundamental difference between Sefer Bracious and Sefer Shmos. In Sefer Bracious, he says, the focus is really on developing the individual characteristics of the people who are going to be those people who give over the DNA or the character of the Jewish people. And therefore, their names are not as important to share. <clears throat> I'm sorry, their names are, are important to share. So Sefer Shmos, on the other hand, it focuses on the building of the people as a nation. So therefore, the names are less important than the story that forms the Jewish nation. So therefore, the miracles such as Yocheved giving birth at age 130 in Basparo, getting her right to um, bear her miraculous arms, so to speak, and extend them to receive Moshe Rabbeinu, they're considered commonplace because we're going to find that there are many other miracles that happen in the beginning of Sefer Shmos. So I want to extend this a bit further into the formation of people in general. What, so when we're born, we tend to be egocentric. Most psychologists will say that babies, they want everything until they turn into children who begin to understand the rules of law and order, that they can't just have everything that they see. Children need prizes and recognition much more than mature, self-confident adults. The problem is that mature, self-confident adults who have not fallen prey to narcissistic tendencies are very few and far to come by. 
but the Torah is a guidebook of what is expected of us if we are to function well independently and interdependently. So Bisya, she was the daughter of Pyro, we know that. So she repudiated Avodazara, which takes a lot of grit. She stretches out her arm to what some people say was the equivalent of almost 60 amos, and she must have been a pretty holy woman to be able to do that. In fact, the Gemara tells us that eventually she married Kalev because he also repudiated the negative report of the Meraglim. So because they were rebelled against certain things, like Bisya rebelled against her father's idol worship, and um, Kalev rebelled against the, the Atzas Meraglim, so therefore we see that the Jewish people are, are growing as a people, and they've matured and established their identity as Jews who are willing to put their life on the line and stand up for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Sefer Bracious represents Jews in their infancy. They need more coddling and praise and being called by their name. So much of Sefer Bracious contains, we also spoke about in the past, themes of sibling rivalry. We have Cain and Hevel, Yaakov and Esav, Yosef and his brothers, but Sefer Shemos takes on a whole new meaning. Things are hidden and don't need to be revealed all the time. So like Yocheved's character and the substitute names for Miriam and others, the Jewish people are maturing to the point that names are less important as we're working towards Ki'isha Chav, Echad Belev Echad. So Moshe is referred to as the humblest of all men. So it would be kind of counterintuitive to read Yocheved's name as the progenitor of the greatest leader of the Jewish people, who was known as very humble. So therefore, Yocheved humbles herself and doesn't have her name mentioned in Sefer, in, in this uh, parsha. So what we have to do is we have to take a backseat and watch Hashem take over. And this is what happens as we go through the next few parshios, where we see all the miracles and the, the makos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts together. And, and certainly true of Bisya, who didn't seek any type of fanfare for all the chesed that she performed. So, in essence, even though Shemos means names, these names are simply a conduit for forming our legacies. And our legacies are formed once we establish our identities. And that's really how we want our legacies to um, to be created. We, you know, you know as a, I mentioned, my mother was Nefteris last week, um, and she created a legacy with my father and... That was the legacy of building a family based on Torah values and being very consistent with those Torah values. So may my mother's neshama have an aliyah, may we all be zilcha to Besuras Tovos, and the maturity that it takes to um, establish ourselves and our identities based on a Torah approach. Have a good Shabbos. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I am Dr. Jonathan Lassen, a therapist, educator, and lifelong learner. I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, and suggestions by emailing me at jonathanlassen2018 at gmail.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-L-A-S-S-O-N 2018 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and learning from you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and are psyched for our next Torah Psych Podcast.